This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, Austin. Welcome to the Mile High Fi Podcast. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. And today we're talking about a little trip you went on, Carl, to uh, Austin to check out the Tesla stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. I managed to secure an invite to the Tesla Cyber Rodeo. So if you're a nerd or into cars, you probably know what that is. And before we get to it, we do have a sponsor to thank. It's the Hair Replacement Club for men. And I'm not just an advertiser, I'm actually a user. And it's it's working great. Can you notice anything different about me, Carl? Um, No. No. Well, my hair is growing in really thick these days, uh, mostly on my back. Um, that's where I'm using it. That's the hair that's important to me right now. I can't wait till we open up the pool. It's going to be fantastic. So thanks a lot to Hair Club for Men. Of course, that's a joke. We don't have any sponsors. It is just Carl and I uh, floating this thing. We are deep in the red. Um, you wouldn't think that we reached five by the way we're managing money for this podcast, but it's a blast. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's fun. I think we, uh, I'm not sure how much longer we'll be in the red for. It's going to be a while, but I have a meeting tomorrow with our merch person so soon. And I know there was a, actually a comment. I don't know if you saw this on YouTube. Someone was like, I'd really like to buy your merchandise. And the first thing I did was look at the name. I'm like, is this, did Doug put this comment in here? Or is this some kind of plant? Did you see that comment? I did. I saw that. And in fact, I did a live stream for my other uh, YouTube channel and people were asking about the t-shirts as well. And at Camp Fi, people want them. So yeah, we got to figure this out, figure out how to ship them out and all that stuff. All the merch we can get, thongs, uh, onesies, hats, all, all of the stuff. So we'll we'll figure it out. And if you're not on the email list, milehighfi.club, and then we'll, we'll notify you when you can uh, give us money. Yes. <laughs> all right. So Carl, you went to Austin. It sounds like it was fantastic. And uh, just tell us how you got there and what went down. Yeah, it was so cool. So I'll back up a second. I bought Tesla stock in 2012 and I did not buy it for any good reasons. I thought Elon Musk was cool. I owned PayPal stock before that and that had done pretty well. And I also liked the Tesla Model S. That was the first, their first car was the Roadster, but that wasn't their own design. That was based on a Lotus. This was their first ground up brand new car. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to buy their stock. So I did it on a whim. I think the stock price was $5.80 and it's currently, and that's split adjusted, split adjusted though now it is over a thousand. So it is by far the best thing I ever invested in, almost a 20,000% return. Uh, when you have a stock that does that, you tend to become obsessed with the company and pay a lot more attention to it. So Tesla announced a couple of years ago that they were going to build a new factory in Austin. And when they open these factories, they usually have this big, crazy party. And I'm like, I really, really, really want to go to that. But they don't invite, or it's invite only, and they only invite people who have bought like a million Teslas. So far, I own zero, or a big Tesla social media influencer. And I am not a social media influencer in any way, much less a Tesla influencer. So I knew 
there was no way in hell I was going to get a ticket. But there was one small chance, and there was this guy named JT, who Mindy met from her podcast, and Mindy's like, hey, this guy JT is coming to town. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, and he works for Tesla. I'm like, oh, really? Wow. Okay. Now I, now I super want to meet JT. So I met this guy a couple of years ago, and I'm always kind of shy about asking for favors from a friend. So I, I sent him a, a text. I'm like, hey, JT, I, this factory is opening. And uh, the, the funny thing about JT is I probably know more about Tesla than he does. He designs chips for it. So I'm telling him stuff and he's learning from me. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to get a ticket for it, but if you do and you happen to have a plus one and no one else wants to go, I would really, really like to go to that thing. So it turns out JT came through and I got to go to the Tesla party last week and it was spectacular. Shout out to JT. And what is, I think this is a question from you. Um, and I think I'm supposed to read it in the voice of Seinfeld, which I have not practiced. So this is going to be tough. Am I right? What's the deal with Tesla? <laughs> is that close? I did not think about the Seinfeld thing, but I know what you're talking about. So I think it's a misunderstood company. Um, do you know what first principles thinking is, Doug? You ever heard of that? I've heard people say it, but what does it mean? Yeah. So first principles thinking it is basically if you invented... Well, that's a, I'm trying to think of a good way to explain it. I guess the Tesla cars are the best ways to explain it. It's a great example. So the thinking experiment is if you had to invent a car today right now, like say there were no cars, but everything else was the same and someone came up to you and said, yeah, I've got this idea, four wheels. I want to make this thing called a car to drive people around. Uh, person A goes, okay, my idea is to have an internal combustion car. It's going to burn fuel. You're going to have to get this fuel from other countries, mostly. A lot of them aren't friendly to the U.S. Uh, you're going to have to go to this nasty place called the gas station to buy it. You're going to fill your car up with it. The price the price fluctuates all the time. Now it happens to be very expensive. Uh, the deal with this engine is uh, it's only about 20% efficient, about 80% of the fuel you put in there. The energy is lost to heat. Uh, the thing creates controlled explosions to con to propel the car forward. As a result, it's got to have a whole system to muffle that sound. It's a, it also creates toxic gas. If you were to run this thing in a closed space, it would kill you. And even with that, and that's after a bunch of pollution stuff we have on there. So that's person A. They say that. And person B says, okay, I want to invent a car too. But instead of running it from gas, I'm going to run it from batteries they're just going to apply a charge to a field, the state around this motor. It's going to turn a rotor. And that's it. It's over 90% efficient. Which one would you choose? Would you choose A or B, the internal combustion or the battery car? And that's first principles thinking. If you had to, had a clean slate to develop something, what would you do? And there are many things in society that you probably wouldn't develop the way they are now. It's just that the way they are now is based on thinking that was years old and there's been many iterations since and no one has gone to the drawing board to rethink it. So that's what Tesla does. That's pretty unique. And uh, specific examples are, uh, I don't think there's any other car company in the world that makes their own seats and they do that. They make their own glass for the car. Uh, they make their own motors and they make their own batteries. And the reason is that they've evaluated what's going on with the industry and they said, well, I think we can do it better. So we're going to start from a clean slate and, and do it better. 
And I sound like a Tesla fanboy right now. They're not perfect. There's been lots of issues with some of their body panel gaps and especially their early iterations of the car. If you want to buy a Tesla, don't buy the first one out of the factory. I would give it a year. But yeah, I think that's what makes Tesla special. They approach everything from a geek-like engineering standpoint, not a typical car manufacturing standpoint. And that's how the factory is too. The factory is a product in itself designed to make a car in a super efficient, uh, super quick way. And are you like a a big fanboy for Elon? <sighs> that's a difficult question because Elon has a lot of undesirable personality traits. He's a megalomaniac. He just bought 10% of Twitter just because I think he has a personal beef with it. That stuff aside, I am a fanboy. I think he's doing lots of good things for humanity. He's propelling clean energy forward. And I like the way he thinks. I like the way he tackles problems. So all the nasty parts aside, I think the world is a better place because of Elon Musk. He's pretty funny too. You know, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts and I'm not a fanboy, especially not to the extent that you are, clearly. But he's pretty funny. He has a sense of humor and I think a lot of people in his position don't have that. Yeah, he is funny and he doesn't have a filter. You listen to the earnings calls and he'll say something and then some other executive from the company would be like, whoa, 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 like Strike back it up that. here a second. Yeah. Like we might do that, but- we might not do that too. What are the biggest highlights from the trip down to Austin? Yeah, Austin is a very, very cool place. I had breakfast tacos. Have you ever had breakfast tacos? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Love them. Where'd you go? A friend recommended this place called Veracruz. And I was at Taco Deli when we were at FinCon, but this time my friend's like, oh, you got to try Veracruz. And it was it was really, really good. I, I remember the Taco Deli ones were awesome, but the Veracruz ones were a notch above. And I made the mistake of ordering three of them, not understanding how big they were. And I could have been fine with one, maybe one and a half, but I ended up eating all three of them and felt pretty poorly about myself for a little while. But yeah, Austin's great. I went to the library, uh, but I was there to go to the cyber rodeo and that was definitely the highlight. And a quick note on the the tacos. You never know if it's like a street style taco, which is very small or like, you know, a giant one like you're talking about. It's always better to order more though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. You can always, uh, I guess I could have just gone up for one and then went back, but there was a line. You had to wait 20 minutes and yeah, I'd rather, if I figured if I ordered too much, I could have just wrapped one up and threw it in my backpack, had it a couple hours later, but all right, we're, we're trying to keep this one tight today. So I won't go on a taco, um, tangent here, but uh, Torchies is pretty good. And there's one in Boulder. I don't know if you've ever had Torchies, but shout out to Torchies. Cool. All right. What's something that you didn't expect to see down there, good or bad or an experience or anything like that? So you asked me if I was a Tesla fanboy and I admitted that I am, but the level of fanboy and fangirlism there is, is quite out of hand. So we went to this thing and there was a bunch of things going on. We got to tour the factory. They had a petting zoo of all things. Like it was 18 and over and they've got like rabbits running around. So I don't know why they had a petting zoo, but the whole thing was kind of like a big rave. They've got techno music blasting and lights and the robots are dancing to the music and all this crazy shit. But, but then Elon Musk came on stage at the very end and all these people are just screaming and yelling, I love you, Elon. You're the techno king. And it was like a rock concert. It was like uh Axl Rose or Mick Jagger, like 
came on stage. I'm dating myself with those two references, but like, he's cool, but like, could you please shut the fuck up so I can hear what he is actually saying instead of just screaming your ass off at him the whole time. If there were people showing their body parts to him, I wouldn't have been surprised. Although I, I didn't see that. Which uh, I was going to say, which body part did you show him? (laughs) If no one else was there, which body part would you show him? Um, my left knee. Nice. All right. Yeah. You got a nice left knee. Um, with, so you, you talked about the people, what were they like demographically? Like what, what was your impression? Did it look like a bunch of engineers, um, got the day off of work and headed down there? Or like, what, what was it like? Yeah, it was pretty much that, but they were all super drunk. They were giving free booze. Like your first few drinks were free. I remember, uh, so they had these tables in the back and I walked, after it was over, I walked by a table and it was probably about maybe four times as this and the whole thing was a solid layer of beer cans. And I looked there before and there were like 12 people sitting there. So super smart people. I had some crazy conversations about moving electrons like around a microchip and trillions of transistors, but they all happened to be drunk at the same time. And the other weird thing I should mention is this was the opening of a car factory, right? But there's like celebrities there. Harrison Ford was like 50 feet behind me. I didn't know it at the time. I saw a picture. I'm like, oh my God, he was right there, right where I was standing. So this movie star is at the opening of a car factory. Lex Friedman was there too. I yeah, wish did I you would. see him? I did not. You know, the funny thing was there were certain people I knew were going to be there. So I had it in my mind to look for them. And in that case, I saw every single person I, I was looking for. But I didn't know. I didn't even think about Lex, but- yeah, he did not have the suit on. I think he just had a black T-shirt on, just regular. Yeah. Who did you see that was on your list? Oh, I saw Tesla influencers. Like there's some guy named Dirty Tesla who's got a YouTube channel, and it's about his car being dirty, not anything else. Uh, Tesla Raj was another guy. Uh, the main Tesla influencer or the main Tesla analyst is a guy named Rob Moore. He's got a podcast called Tesla Daily. I saw him around. I think think there was one other one um yeah i can't think of who it was but those the four people who i was looking for i all saw and then did you did you talk to them and then did you were there like just a bunch of people following those influencers around by the way i don't know any of the people you just mentioned because i'm not into it that much but yeah did they have their own little uh group of folks following them around there actually were like i thought about talking to some of them but i'm like ah there's enough people harassing them i'm just going to i'm sure they don't need another moron from the internet coming up and talking to them so i did not actually talk to any of these people gotcha and then yeah anything else unexpected or interesting before we push on here it, you know, from the factory standpoint, from the nerd standpoint, it was super cool to see their processes and the thinking. And the thing that's different about a Tesla factory that I alluded to before is raw materials come in one end, like lithium comes in one end and metal comes in one end, and then it's formed into the part in the factory. So this, the raw materials come in one end and a car is spit out the other end. And that's not how most car manufacturers operate. If you look at, like I remember I lived in Wisconsin in the GM plant. Uh, closed down. And it's a tragedy, not just because of the jobs lost there. It's a tragedy because of all the people who make all the the seats and everything else. So there's all these facilities around the factory, like in the same geographical area. But Tesla's kind of different. There are some parts they buy, but 
it's interesting how much they've thought about it and, hey, we're just going to figure out a way to do this right here at the factory and put the car together because we think we can do it better than anyone else. Would you go to other big events like that? I don't know, like a, another Tesla event or just another factory, car factory? or e- Either one, e- either like um, another Tesla event. Maybe, maybe there's one that's opening in uh, like uh, Colorado or something a little bit closer by. And then maybe we could think about something else that maybe Elon's working on. And it's, a, it's a, not a Tesla event, but also the same kind of scope and the same kind of people. Yeah, so I will say probably the anticlimactic part of this whole thing was actually seeing Elon Musk. Like, I, I guess it was kind of cool. The richest person in the world is like a hundred feet away from me on stage. He drove up in this. He drove up in the first Tesla ever made, the original uh, Vin One Tesla Roadster. But the cool thing for me was seeing all the machines, seeing all the robots, and all the processes they're doing, and, and just taking in how they're building a car. And I've toured other car factories. I've been to the Corvette factory in Kentucky. So yeah, I would definitely go to one of these events, but for the nerd part of me, not to see any kind of, I could give a shit about seeing Harrison Ford or even Elon Musk again. So yeah, uh, totally any other projects they're working on. I, I probably would have paid, I would have paid a thousand bucks to go to this factory opening, which sounds crazy, but mm. it, it was that cool. It was that awesome. Would you rather go to the factory, say in a couple weeks, all the theatrics have died down there's not as many people and you can go through and maybe like talk to engineers not that i can make this happen or anything talk to jt maybe he can but yeah would you rather go when it's quieter and you could actually like nerd out on a deeper level walking through the whole factory um if i had to choose i would have gone to the party just because of all the crazy things the music and the experience of it but i have already talked to jt and the thing i said to him at the end was you know this was super awesome but like, for example, all the robots were moving, but they weren't actually building a car. Like, they would pick up the frame and stick it back down. They weren't actually shoving it down the line or doing what they – they weren't actually building cars when we saw it. So, yeah, I'd love to go in there again and see them actually putting together the cars and seeing the lithium come in at one end and these batteries spit out at the other end. So, yeah, I hope to do that. I, Tesla used to do a thing where if you bought a car – you would get a factory tour and they shut that down during COVID. And I'm not sure if they're going to bring that back with the level of business they do now. Maybe they won't. But JT, if you're listening, and I know you are, I would uh, I would really like to experience that again. Very cool. Okay. So would you do anything differently just in general with the, with the trip now that you've gone through it? Yes. The one thing I would have done differently is try to secure a better camera to film some of these things. I took my, I actually borrowed one, but it was super fancy and a big learning input to go into it. And I talked to someone else and he's like, you know, your phone is probably going to do a better job, especially with, if you don't know what you're doing with like the darker lighting and all that. So you should just use your phone. So I ended up leaving the better camera at home and just taking my phone and it still worked out. Okay. My pictures are fine, but maybe I would have put a little bit more thought into it. If I would have had more time, I would have hung around Austin more too. Austin is such a cool, great town and uh, can't wait to go back there. It's so fun. Yeah. And I agree with the, the camera stuff. There's so many dials and whatever in the settings and our phones are so good now. And you, you did a YouTube video uh, about the trip, right? So you have like your, 
your images and all that stuff. So we'll link up so people could check that out. It's, it's pretty short. It's only like a few minutes, right? Yeah, I think it's two minutes long. I took, uh, it's mostly videos I took. There's some, or it's mostly pictures I took that I made into a video, but there's also some video in there of the robots doing their work and stuff like that. But Cool. And final question, after going to the event, what is the likelihood that you will buy a Tesla within the next year? <laughs> Give us a percentage, please. Uh, within the next 12 months, I will say 51%. 51%. Is it is it that higher or lower um, now that you've been to Austin and you checked out the factory? So when I was there, I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Like, I'm really hyped. I, I really want to buy one. But then shortly after that, they raised prices again and I just can't get over that. But I think those are just supply constraints. Like I think most of them are sold out for this entire year. So if you order a Tesla now, you won't get it until 2023. That stuff will die down, hopefully at some point. I know their China factory shut down. You hope when supply catches up, they will lower the prices again. Or the stock will just go up so much that I don't care about it and I'll pull the trigger on it. Yeah. I can't imagine. I have not looked at the prices or anything. I don't even have a concept other than what you've told me through shows that we've recorded. But I can't imagine they would lower the price after they raised it. Can you can you see a world where they would be like, yeah, we're going to lower the price? Yeah, they, they're pretty uh, – they change prices all the time. And if I remember correctly, the original Model 3 was a higher price and they ended up lowering it. And it kind of seems like from some of the stuff Musk has been saying that they've kind of set themselves up to be dynamic on prices. If I had to guess, I would say they will lower prices on some of them, but it's going to be a while, maybe not even this year, especially now with the new COVID shortages going on in China. There's shortages now? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. This is becoming bad news. So any any other thoughts about um, the trip? Austin, Tesla. Yeah, I guess the one other thing I'll say is the thing that probably got, after seeing Elon Musk, the thing that got most people excited was that Cybertruck. They had that there and there was a line to get close to it. People were just going nuts for that thing. And, you know, you asked me, we did an episode on, this is becoming like half car show. We're going to go back to five stuff soon. Don't worry. But I saw the picture that you had in the, the truck when I looked at it. And you asked me like, hey, would you consider the Cybertruck? And I look at like my truck versus the Cybertruck. And I'm like, I would go for my truck a hundred times out of a hundred. Like, <laughs> like there's no, even if it was free, probably. So any thoughts on that? I mean, it doesn't look like a truck to me. No, it doesn't look like a truck, but I think in many ways it's going to be more useful than a standard truck. It's got a shorter bed, but the whole back can fold down and the seats fold down to create a bigger bed. There's power outlets everywhere. The rear wheels can turn to get a tighter turning radius. So I think it'll actually be a pretty useful truck. Like if someone actually needs a truck and not a fashion statement, which is why a lot of people buy trucks now. No, no snark there at all. Uh, and 99.999% of Tesla Cybertrucks are going to be bought for a fashion statement. But I yep. think if you actually needed a real durable truck, I think it would probably be a good choice. And I don't never really like the truck form factor and that thing is so huge. It's like 19 and a half feet long. So I wouldn't buy it just based on that. I, if they had a smaller version of it, I probably would buy it. Yeah. I guess the smaller version version is just a car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you got to go. We missed you while you were gone, but um, it sounds like you had a blast 
and uh, JT's great. So shout out again to JT. Yeah. Uh, very cool. He hooked you up with that. Yeah, I think uh, JT is actually going to be here in August. I think he would be a fun person to have on the show. We even batted around some topics that he could talk Sweet. about. Yeah. Awesome. It'll be good to see you, JT. And um, any, any other parting thoughts here? That's it. I've yammered on long enough. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast, and I'm Doug Cunnington, the Balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you could do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five, and uh, actually, we don't give high fives in in person, so the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using, and that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week.